0: This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast.
1: As Rhode Island's first ever member-owned credit union, Navigant Credit Union has been a staple in the local business community for more than 108 years. Today, Navigant is a $3.4 billion institution serving more than 136,000 members across 25 physical branch locations. But since its founding in 1915, the mission has never changed. Navigant Credit Union's team of financial professionals have remained committed to improving the financial well-being of the families, businesses, and communities they serve across Rhode Island. Learn more at NavigantCU.org. Half Street Group brings a new generation's perspective to leadership communications, strategic public relations, and digital marketing. Half Street helps organizations and leaders take control of their own stories and manage their reputations. They get results for their clients by focusing on audience, message, and culture, and by leveraging their decade-long relationship with media and opinion leaders in the Ocean State and throughout New England. Join me and Half Street Group founder and president Mike Rea for a conversation every month about news of the day, the hottest media analysis, and a look behind the scenes at how impactful leaders drive conversations. Learn more at halfstreetgroup.com com. Bartholomew Town is presented in part by the University of Rhode Island online who offer a wide array of programs. Learn more by visiting uri.edu slash online. All right, a new bar, restaurant, venue coming to Newport. It's actually in the location of Celtica, which is certainly a familiar spot for a lot of people, either Newporters or people who visit Newport. And a couple of the gentlemen behind this operation, the quencher, joined us this morning here on the podcast. Fellas, I guess the best thing to do is introduce yourselves so we can associate the voice and, and the person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us, Bill. Um, I'm Scott Kermel from uh, Inked Restaurant Group. We, uh, we operate Diego's, a couple locations, Wharf Southern Kitchen, Wharf Fish House.
2: Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, my name is Joey Piotti, um, and I've been with the company for about two years now, and uh, looking forward to getting this going.
1: You guys have a a really, you know, a diversified model across the different restaurants. At the same time, there's definitely a theme there. There's definitely a brand that you've built in town. And I wonder by having that footprint, how much that's enabled you at a time where a lot of places are struggling, um, certainly those in the East Bay and, and whatnot, because of the Washington Bridge. But in general, right now, venue spaces of any kind uh it's a difficult business in 2024 why are you opening up a a new venue in a time where a lot of places are closing
0: yeah um i think we've been able to kind of pivot and shift through covid and and all the changes that have happened after um and just kind of remain like a smaller locally viewed brand um we still have, you know, as we've grown, we've grown, we've obviously taken on like more of a structure in a way, which is good. Um, but in general, we're kind of local independent businesses is how we run each one. Um, and I think that's helped us keep a following. That, so we're not fully like in Newport. We're not just relying on tourists. Uh, we have people who go to both our like East Side location and also come to Newport because they kind of like the vibe and like the staff and like the brand. Um, so I don't know. Uh, uh, also, we might just be idiots, you know, because we just keep doing this to ourselves. I'm putting this <laughs> through it. <right>. But, um, <laughs> but this this was more like an opportunity that came up. Um, and I feel like me and Joe, we were already working together. I knew him basically from the gym way back. Um, and he's been an Italian chef for a long time. And uh, he was interested in opening his own place. And I said, yeah, I knew he was a hard worker. And if he's at the gym at 6 a.m. every day, I figured he'd probably be pretty dependable. Um so we were already looking to do something with Italian food. Me and my wife, uh, Adrian, who runs the company with me, she um, we met working in Italian restaurants in Boston, um, kind of higher-end style. So we kind of always, always loved the style of food. And when this location came up, we're like, all right, you know, now we can maybe come up with a concept that works for a bar, but also works for Italian food and what Joey's history is.
2: Yeah, and I, I come from a little bit of a, you know Italian background, so I grew up um, you know, in the Italian kitchens uh, as far as you know, being around family members. Uh, my parents owned a, a small Italian restaurant in Jamestown when I was a kid, a small pizza place. Um, and um, I kind of fell out of the restaurant industry and then kind of fell back into it uh, in my early 20s. Um, I worked at Perini's on Memorial for about uh, seven years, and then uh, helped that owner open up Ida's in Middletown. Um, and both of those places were Italian, so it kind of, you know, kept kept that in my core. Um, and it was always something I was really passionate about, um, you know, kind of like the posterity with food and in keeping traditions going. Um, And for me, you know, coming on and working with Scott, you know, um, with my background is, you know, I've always kind of been in a kitchen and and always thinking more of that mindset where, you know, with Scott, he does have a brand and a following and something that I never even really thought too much about. Um, But I see how that carries over and how that is like such a driving force with this business. I mean, having that and having people, you know, recognize an image and the following and the people that work for this company, um, that carries the business. It, it's, it's, it's huge compared to what I've, you know, what i come from before, you know, where it's,
1: yeah, it's, it's definitely a testament to the power of, of a brand and the power of a brand that has teeth, so to speak, you know, people trust your locations. It's that simple. You know what I mean? People enjoy going there. You've built the brand organically, no gimmicks uh, or anything like that. And that's what I think that's what personally I respect about you as a, you know, an entrepreneur is just the fact that you've been able to to build this without a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of gimmicks. It's just a great, great food, great place to hang, um, the no matter of the location, you know, I, the, the Italian piece is really interesting because it's, there's certainly plenty of Italian food in Rhode Island, but just taking yeah. a look at the menu and just the way that it's being rolled out the presentation, so, so to speak, it's a, it, it looks like it's going to be for lack of a better term in like layperson's terms it's going to be somewhat upscale at the same time the vibe feels like it's not going to be you know you're not going to capriccio either it's somewhere no. you know it's <laughs> it's going to be a nice hang
0: yeah so some of my favorite spots boston new york like wherever we've traveled or lived um are we're always the place, the unassuming places, the dive bar that everyone's like, yo, you have to have the burger there. And I'm like, and you're like, what? You eat out of that place? And they're like, yeah, no, seriously, they, they make really good food. You just wouldn't couldn't tell from the street or whatever. Um, so that's kind of what we're going for. And it's definitely, um, the vibe is going to be more like, like our playlist is like 50s, 60s, rock and roll, rockabilly, doo-wop, Motown, um, old school, old school bar room is what we're going for. So there's no, um, uh no Italian music and like, you know, pictures of bad old gangsters on the wall. and Like none of that, it's going to be more of like a, a bar that just happens to have really good food from scratch. So that's kind of our goal on assuming, you know,
1: another piece, of course, <coughs> is the live music element. There's, as I recall, there's a decent setup inside the infrastructure of what was Celtica. What's, what's your take on live music? Someone told me, someone that I think that we both know, told me about a year ago that you were thinking about doing something centered around original music. Um, what, what is, what's your plan?
0: Yeah. So we're going to, um, we're going to keep kind of tradition going with, uh, what Celtica was known for with a lot of locals, which was, uh, um, karaoke. So we're definitely, that's already lined up. Aaron Topa, the old, um, karaoke host who was there for a while has been waiting. She's a friend of ours who does stuff with us at the cantina. Um, and she's going to be, a uh, Running karaoke nights Wednesdays and Saturdays, other than like if we have a big event or something, um, so that should be fun because that's that's how I remember go was the first time I went in there it was just a busy karaoke night and cowboy Bob, all these other regulars in town all get up and do their songs and locals loved it. So so we're gonna bring that back. But as far as original music, um, we're definitely looking to uh, make it a cool local venue where we're getting you know local artists, but also you know Boston, New York people who are need a smaller venue in between bigger gigs that sort of thing is what we're looking for so it should fit a pretty decent crowd we have all the tables and chairs being like you know tables fold down and can line up outside so we can clear the room out um there's a similar stage to what was there before but we'll have a whole brand new house pa set up um like you know lined in permanently um nice so it should be yeah it's a cool long rectangular room and it's the bands playing the window kind of like they used to before, but um, it's opened up. So it's, it's going to be a pretty cool spot and bigger bar and two different bar stations. And um, we got approved for live entertainment there. And we're also uh, uh, weekends. We got approved for um, doing some live, like singer songwriter stuff up on the deck. is uh, that nice. Pretty key. Yeah. We're hoping, you know, if you get off the ferry from block Island, you hear, hear a guy playing some tunes and go check it out. That's the goal.
1: Well, there's definitely, a real opportunity there no question that Newport has shifted a lot in terms of music you certainly still have the the Thames lower Thames circuit if you will but Broadway dramatically shifted with yeah. Parlor ceasing its music operations yeah. um really poor judgement scaling back we lost Jimmy's um so there's there's definitely an opportunity there and there's a demand for it there's no question about that so really cool i guess my last question here um, not to give away trade secrets, but your message to entrepreneurs out there, business-minded folks who want to do something that is both uh, sustainable, I mean, it's a business and obviously is is generative, but also is able to be high quality in all the different areas you've talked about in terms of design, brand, in terms of the cuisine, in terms of the beverage offerings, and in terms of entertainment, things of that sort. You know, what's your message out there to anybody who's kind of looking at the environment right now, seeing places here in Providence, we lost four spots already in the last month. I've been hearing more folks messaging me all the time saying, man, with the bridge situation, either East Side or East Bay businesses of your nature struggling, what's your message in a state where people roll their eyes and say, this is a horrible place to do business. Here you are opening up a new business in 2024.
0: I mean- with us, we just have always just kind of pushed forward. But um, you got to be not scared to to pivot and uh, admit defeat if something's not working. Like I mean, um, Diego started off 14 years ago. It took us years to generate any money. I was still bartending doubles in Boston just to pay the rent down here. Um, so don't be scared to struggle is the first thing. I mean, it's, it takes a little while to figure out any business plan. You go in expecting certain things. Uh, you might guess on what your crowd's going to be and it ends up different than what you thought. And you have to change. We've done, you know, we've done plenty of that before COVID and after COVID and during, um, East side Diego's we've been tweaking as we go and we've gone through changes up there, um, to better match the neighborhood or, you know, pivot around our busy times around bridge traffic and all this stuff. So I think just, um, uh, being humble and uh, and being willing to change. There's a lot of like, you know, the old school. I've worked at restaurants where they're just like, that's not what we do here. This is this is what we do. I don't care if it doesn't work and the menu doesn't ever change. And and uh, we kind of try to do the opposite. We're like, you know, we have a good team of managers and chefs. And, and we sit down and we're like, all right, what's not working? And, you know, we've been doing that at the fish house this year. Like, hey, we we all love the blah, blah, blah dish. But we only sell 10 a week. So let's switch it out and try something else.
2: Constantly I added. guess. Adaptation. Oh, pardon me, Go ahead, Joey. No, sorry. Um, just constantly, you know, being adaptive to whatever you know is is working, what's not. Um, and it seems like, I mean, Scott, you know, with working with him, he's constantly is great at fielding that. You know, I mean, kind of just not letting something get away from him for too long. But also, I mean, just it's it's constant work. Uh, it's you know, it's always being involved, always being aware, always being you know, he's always connected with his restaurants. I don't he's got like six of them and I feel like he's always in the same building I'm at. And I'm like, I don't know how this guy's in six places at one time. Um, so the truth of the matter is, is that it's a little bit of just it's a lot of work. It's hard work and, um, you know, being willing to do that.
1: So completely agree. And what what what's the target opening date right now?
0: So we're hoping, fingers crossed, we're ready to rock for the parade day, which is March 16th. That's um, an aggressive uh, an aggressive date, but I think we might make it. So we're just waiting. There's a few, you know, trades people, basically, a few more things that have to happen to be done on time and get inspected and everything. But that is the goal. Um, so we'll definitely be doing a ton of social media stuff that week before if we're ready to rock. Uh, we already have karaoke booked for that day, and she knows it's pending Um, Well, obviously it's the parade day, so we won't be, we'll probably start with a shrunk down menu for the the more of a party crowd that day. Um, But then hopefully the week after we'd start rolling into some, you know, events, friends and family nights and start opening up regular hours. So coming soon. It just took a lot longer than we thought. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's nature of the beast. Hey, fellas, congratulations. I'm I'm psyched for you. I'm psyched for the town. Um, Newport, Newport rules a lot of problems with housing a lot of problems with just vibe uh in terms of people being down on on the town from the standpoint of obviously the housing piece but also uncertainty about the future uncertainty about climate all these types of issues yeah. and to see new businesses um especially from established business leaders like yourselves opening up in 2024 that's the trend those are the stories that's why i wanted to bring you guys on that's what we should be highlighting we spend so much time griping about the negatives and they're there there's no question but at the same yeah. time you know what newport's growing and it's growing with cool people doing cool stuff and i think that's that's the message that I, I share with the listeners today
0: that's awesome man yeah we appreciate um appreciate your support and having us on and it's a cool like even yesterday i was over at a mother pizzeria and talking to the staff there and that place is doing great and they're all excited yeah. and it feels like that little that little corner in newport is getting a little bit of a revitalization so we're, we're excited to be a part of it i think it's going to be great and, you know yeah there are definitely downsides in town and you know hotels are more expensive and apartments are crazy and people fighting over airbnbs but it's still a, it's still a great place to live a great place to work we still have awesome staff and um and a ton of
2: people still want to come here so yeah no question about it awesome yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.